When the kids were little, it was pretty chaotic, especially that first year when Justice was born. And I can remember flipping through a social media post and some good friends of ours posted something about their family doing a Jesse tree. And I remember looking at it going, oh my gosh, I cannot handle one more activity. Like I'm at capacity. By the next year, um, I think both you and I had had a conversation like, hey, this is an opportunity where we can just sit down and do devotions with our family every night leading up to Christmas and make Christmas focus on Christ and not just on all the other fun things that go along with it. Welcome to Keystone Conversations, our podcast on the topics and issues important to the Keystone family. Our hope is to give insight, wisdom, and resources as you press on to know and follow Jesus. I am Brent Minter, the lead pastor of Keystone Church, and I have a super fun guest today. It's someone I have known for a lot of years. I can honestly say I know her pretty well, and I am excited to welcome my wife, Carrie Minter, to the podcast. Welcome, Carrie. Thanks so much for having me on. This is fun. Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to spend some time. This is a fun season of life. Uh, we're in December, so we're f- directly into the Christmas season. Lots of go- things happening, Christmas parties, Christmas music, all the things. I mean, we've probably already heard Mariah Carey 10,000 times. A million times, way too many times. Yeah, all I want for Christmas is you is playing. And that introduces a unique thing, a a unique season. And it's actually the topic that we want to talk about today. The topic that we're talking about today is parenting during the Christmas season. Carrie, this is something uh, that you're pretty excited about. This is probably one of my favorite topics to talk about. If our kids were sitting here right now, they would roll their eyes right now, wouldn't they? Absolutely. They, Of course, they all know this is mom's favorite season and favorite time to parent intentionally. Yeah. I mean, there's, you know, just to give some context, a lot of people listening will know our family situation, but why don't you just really quickly give them an idea of the range of our family? Okay. We have three teenagers, so freshman to senior in high school. Um, we had three kids in three and a half years, so they're pretty close in age, uh, but we are now in the last year with our oldest. She is a senior in high school, so will be going off to college next year. Yeah, isn't it crazy? I think back um, to those early years, like that three kids in three and a half years. Um, there was a couple Christmases there. We were holding on, yeah, like just trying chaotic. to survive, and now um, it's actually... Um, we probably had the least stressful tree setting up that we've ever had this year. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Teenage years, we the hard work we put in on those early years are paying off, and our kids are such a joy to us in this season. Um, so parenting during the Christmas season, we could actually have one focus, which would be get your schedules right. How do you prepare? How do you deal with all the family stuff? That's not what we're going to talk about. Like, hey, good luck. <laughs> I'm sure there's another podcast for that. Uh, but we're talking about parenting uh, during the Christmas season. And what we're talking about by parenting is kind of the Deuteronomy 6 concept. I just want to read that really quickly. This is what it says in Deuteronomy 6, 6 through It says, these words that I am giving you today are to be in your heart. Repeat them to your children. Talk about them when you sit in your house and when you walk along the road and when you lie down and when you get up. Bind them as a sign on your hand and let them be a symbol on your forehead. Write them on the doorpost of your house and on your city gates. Um, in the Pentateuch, in the in the law there, there is a real strong emphasis that, hey, parents, keep 
God's word in front of you. And by the way, make sure it's in front of your kids. And so Christmas is not just a commercial holiday. It is at the, the, the cradle, as it were, of our belief in Jesus. And so this is an ex, excellent opportunity for us. So this is, again, a super passionate um, topic for you. So why don't you kind of help people understand why this became such an important season for you in parenting? When we say parenting, we what we mean is helping your kids know and follow Jesus Absolutely. in the season. Why and how did it come about that this became such a, a passion for you? Yeah, you know, uh, when the kids were little, I mean, we said three in three and a half years. So it was pretty chaotic, especially that first year when Justice was born. And I can remember flipping through a social media post and some good friends of ours. Um, By the way, was it MySpace? No, no, <laughs> I'm not that old. It was definitely Facebook back in the day when you only had your 15 friends. Um but they had, she had posted something about Je- their family doing a Jesse tree. And I remember looking at it going, oh my gosh, I cannot handle one more activity. Like I, I'm at capacity. There, I don't know why we have to put one more thing into the Christmas season. And I can remember thinking that so strongly because for the entire year after that, that idea, her pictures of her Jesse tree and discipling our kids through the, the story of God um, was just intriguing to me. I think the Holy Spirit just wouldn't let it go out of my mind. And so I just started researching, what exactly is a Jesse tree? What is Advent? I had yeah. didn't grow up um, celebrating Advent. I didn't really know what it was. And so I just started kind of exploring, why would people celebrate that as a family? And, and so by the next year, um, I think both you and I had had a conversation yeah. like, hey, this is an opportunity where we can just sit down and do devotions with our family every year, every every night leading up to Christmas, and make Christmas focus on Christ and yeah. not just on all the other fun things that go along yeah, with it. Yeah, you actually said a word that gets thrown around, um, but a lot of people maybe don't have a good definition. Why don't you just kind of untangle Advent for us? Because Christmas... Advent, Advent is Christmas, and you get the idea. So a lot of people might use that word, but not understand why there is a season of Advent. Yeah, so Advent is just simply the four weeks leading up to Christmas. And traditionally, in the traditional church context, every Sunday was an Advent Sunday, and there was a focus like joy, peace, a different aspect of the Christmas story. Um, But what the purpose of Advent is, is to um, anticipate the birth of Christ, like join with the ancient people of God in the waiting for the Messiah to come. But also yeah. on this part, this side of Jesus, like um, join in that anticipation, the waiting of him coming again, of his second coming, recognizing this is not our home, that we yeah. are um, that we are. Yeah, the world for is full return. of darkness and Christ, the people waiting for Christ, waiting for the Messiah, we're in darkness and waiting. And we are still... Even though we can see by faith, we are still in darkness for him to return again. And so there's like the double meaning. And it is really beautiful. And in more of the liturgical background, that was mm-hmm. a part of the calendar, a part of the resources. But we kind of said, well, why don't, why are we missing out on that with our kids? And so you then kind of just pressed into that. So how did you kind of press into that at, at the first first time? 
Um, I think the internet is a beautiful resource at times. Yeah. Uh, and so I just started Googling Advent activities for kids. The very first year, we did like a Jesse tree with ornaments. It was yeah. a huge failure. The kids were not interested. It was like they fought a lot. Um, like, because everybody wanted to, there's only one ornament a day. We had three children. And so everybody wanted the ornament. You know, it was just, I realized a lot of things that maybe it wasn't going to look like an adult Bible study. <laughs> it needed to look a little yeah. different. And so I think every year we've adapted to wherever our kids are at in that season. What does that December yeah. look like for you and I? Like what are what is our capacity? And so we've tried lots of different things um, with the goal of, hey, we we live in a broken world. Christmas makes it feel like everything's shiny and bright, but we live in a broken world and Jesus is the reason we can celebrate because he has brought hope and light to the yeah. world. And I think so- you're making a great point there. It's something I often say when we talk about our little our kids and how we've tried to point them to Jesus. Uh, you have little kids, you don't have little theologians. Absolutely. So some of the things that parents get really excited about and see incredible theology and metaphor and doctrine, kids are like, uh, I don't understand. That's boring. That, uh, 100%. <laughs> that doesn't mean that we don't engage them and Absolutely. we don't care about training our kids in that way, but it is true. And so we set out, we kind of said, oh man, we see this as an opportunity. Um, and being very clear, you have been the pace setter of this in our family. All through our our family devotional life, um, you have always been the pace setter. You're the ones who were was way better at interacting with the kids, especially when they were young. Like I would be like, let's sit down and talk about something really that was important to me, and our kids would be rolling their eyes before they knew how to roll their eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've met them and tried to meet them in the season. So let's just talk a little bit some of the things that we've done. Okay, yep. uh, we're going to talk the next couple sections here. Some of the things we've done, we want to give you some, boil that down to some principles, and then we're going to try to give you three resources that maybe you can take and run and have. Uh, hopefully, you know, take us your next step forward with this. So, what are some of the things that we've done? in our house. Yeah, well, I think I mentioned we'd started with a Jesse tree and the traditional Jesse tree just goes through the story of God. It starts in Genesis, goes all the way through the promises of God to you get to Revelation. And so, and it's it's fantastic. It's um, eye-opening to see how the Bible connects. But the way I did it that first year was um, very adult-like, not kid-like. So the next year we brought back a Jesse tree and every ornament was a coloring piece. And we did three ornaments for every day. So every kid, while we would tell them the story or read the story, they were coloring the picture that went with the story and then hanging it on a tree. And that was great because yep. that was about all they could do um, was color or use, or we, I think we even brought out markers that version because, you know, we never had markers and um, or glitter or anything like that. Because We still do not have glitter in our house. <laughs> he hates glitter so much. <laughs> we used to have a babysitter who would bring glitter and I, like, Sarah, if you're listening to this, yeah. you know. <laughs> she, it would bring her such joy to bring glitter in the house because it made him so angry. Um Anyway, so we we did coloring pages. Uh, we used the Jesus Storybook Bible one year, and the Jesus Storybook Bible, um, they had little cards that every day you would do a certain reading for Advent, and they, they had little cards that had the picture on it, and so we would hang them on the fireplace every day, the picture that went with the story that we were reading. Yeah. Um, I remember very clearly when we first got the Jesus Storybook Bible, me and you reading it to the kids, and us having to pass the book back and forth, because you're so beautiful. Because we would be written. crying, and the kids <laughs> at the same time was like, sit down and listen, and we would be crying because the, the story is so beautiful. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we acted out the stories when they were, um, you know, those toddler preschool ages, we would dress them up like Mary and Joseph and we would act out whatever part of the story we're reading that day. 
I remember um, early on, like the thing I could bring was music. I understand that's not everyone's bag of skill. That was some of my skill set. So I remember we would all, at the end of reading a devotional, we would all, for one, at least one or two Christmases, we'd all go get their little baby dolls and they would rock the baby and I taught them away in a manger. And yep. so they would rock their babies and we would sing away in a manger. So I hope all of this, when they were little, um, even into early elementary, we were teaching them the truth of the, script, of the Bible uh, and using Advent to do it, but they just knew we were having special family time and we were always talking about God together. And so mm-hmm. it didn't feel forceful. It didn't feel like a school. I wouldn't want it to feel like a school classroom for them. And so we tried to just have fun. Yeah, let's be very clear. Some of these were like two-minute wins. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. These are not 20-minute, long, like it— They are babies, yeah. They're babies, right? So (laughs) anything that we could get— Again, just thinking back to the Deuteronomy passage, like whatever you're doing when you're walking and you're moving, do those things. Those are some of the things we do. The reality is is there's so many families. There's some families that they could sit down and focus for 10 minutes, and it would go well. Um, That was not our kids. That was not our kids. wasn't me. Um, maybe we should say. Um, but then there's some that are, their kids are very kinetic, some that are very introspective. There's so many things. So as much as we've talked about what we did, that's not a law. That's just how we've stumbled across. So we've come up with three principles that we've talked about um, that as we've tried to um, push forward of using Christmas season to intentionally teach the things of God, to teach about Christ, to teach the gospel. Here are three principles that I think are universal and um, can be very helpful as you're trying to figure out maybe how you can help and engage your family. Carrie, start with the first one. I think the very first thing uh, to think about is to be flexible. Remember, the purpose that we're using Advent, that we're using the Christmas season for is to teach our kids about God. And God is kind. He is gracious. He is patient. He is faithfully loving us. And so there are times when we have this moment in our head of what the ideal family devotion should look like. um, And that's maybe not the reality of what it will look like, but being able to prepare your heart in advance and be like, okay, God, whatever you give me tonight, I'm going to accept it with joy. And we're... and. And I'm doing the best I can to point my kid's heart to you. Ultimately, it's the Holy Spirit's job to point their heart to his, but you are going to create the environment. And so being flexible in that environment um, and remembering the purpose, the ultimate purpose is not for their immediate obedience in that moment to be perfect, but for you to point their heart towards Jesus. I'll just add on to this. This is another principle. This is me saying amen to what you're saying. Um, There's a lot of young mothers in our church, and this is one thing that I know is true, mom guilt. Mm, There's so much mom guilt of like, well, we didn't color a picture or we didn't read Jesus Storybook Bible. Um, Grace. There's a lot of grace. Be flexible. Be gracious to yourself. Uh, Take the wins when you can get them. And we're encouraging you to do something. But I just want to encourage mothers. Moms, we're not trying to demolish you. We're trying to give you a vision. And... uh, and not live in the guilt yeah. if you're if you don't do it perfect. Yeah, your win is not going to be someone else's win. Like your win is going to be for the children that God gave you. And so to not compare yourself to what maybe somebody else is doing on social media, but to legitimately just sit with the Lord and pray. So what's some a creative way that we can engage with God this Christmas season? And so the tradition, the family tradition becomes Christmas is about centering our family around God. Yeah. Um, and that becomes that tradition as yeah. you celebrate Advent together. So uh, the second principle that I would love to talk about is this is actually coming into focus this year for mm-hmm. us. 
Um, the principle that I would say is think about 18 years, not one year. Um, this year, um, our oldest is 18. She's no longer a child. Uh, she'll go off to college next year. Um, and so as you think about how to help and parent your children through uh, Christmas, we could also talk about Easter and other seasons of mm-hmm. helping them know and follow Jesus, is think about 18 years. Now, 18 years go by goes by in a flash. Not when they're little. Not but. when they're little. <laughs> um, but I think if you are scoring yourself on how you did this year, you may do great this year, or you may be horrible this year. But if you can think through, what about if I actually begin to add up 18 years? What could we do in 18 years? All of a sudden, I think maybe the pressure and the flexibility that you're talking about, it begins to erase. Because for 18 years of our daughter's life, our oldest daughter's life, she has been engaged in some level. Some years have been really great. Some years have been sparse. There's some years it you do the best you can, and there's some years we have gone full out. And so I think if you think the long run instead of what you did this year, um, there's 18 years of their life, the 18 Christmases where we have pointed them to Jesus and talked about that there's a need, that there's a darkness, sin, you know, all of those things. 18 years is your is the scorecard you need to be keeping. Yeah, and I think that's helpful because, like I said, the very first year we tried, it was a bomb. Like, we totally bombed it. Um, Three years ago, I bought this devotional. It was beautiful. I loved it. I mean, I poured over it in a bookstore. I was like, this is perfect for a family. I bought it, and everyone hated it. I mean, mean, not just like a little bit hated it. Do you remember what I'm talking about? I do. And honestly, <laughs> this this is real life. Your feelings were hurt. My feelings were hurt. I'd spent so much time planning it, and they were all like, "Are you kidding me? Do we have to come to the table to do this?" Um, it, it just wasn't their cup of tea. I misread the situation, but we were flexible. We try we push that to the side, try something else. But if I was only going to judge, did I point my kid's heart to Jesus based on that one Christmas? I would have failed. Yeah. But they were expecting me to come back to the table with something else, right? And so it, it's been an 18-year um, projection of their hearts, not just a one-year, are we successful or not? And yeah, so. yeah. And the last one I think we should both talk about, and the idea, the last principle is use the traditions of the season to your benefit. Yep. Um, Christmas is one of the most tradition-centric uh, holidays we have. Um there's all sorts of traditions like setting up your tree. Um, I'll, let's just actually talk about traditions we have in our family. Right. Setting up the tree is a massive tradition for us. Um, a tradition that I don't love, but everybody else in my family is, is sugar cookies. A, sugar cookies are gross. I said it. I meant it. I'm not coming back <laughs> off of it. And then decorating them, fathers, you know what I'm talking about. It's not fun. But everyone in my family loves it. Yes, we do. We okay. do very much um, so. <laughs> there's also the gift giving. There is um, one thing that we did for a number of years is every single night we would unwrap a book about Christmas and read it to the kids. Yeah, I bought. I got a bunch of secondhand books and just books from people, like Christmas books. And All we, Christmas we, books. And we wrapped them up. And so um, the first night of Advent, yep. like we'd do our devotional and then they'd pick out a book. They never knew which book they were picking out and um, they'd unwrap it and we'd read it yep. as a family. Um, yeah. And so I think... I'm mentioning all of these because, at least for our family, there were some traditions 
And some of those are really hard and fast, and some of them are like emerging, right? Mm -hmm. But what we've tried to do is tie a level of pointing them to Jesus in all of them. Let me give an example. When we set up, uh, when we do our Christmas tree, uh, we do this video. We have them um, since uh, Justice was nine, nine months old. Months old. Yep. We have a video for every year. And um, the beginning of every video, it's memorized now. Mm -hmm. um, or that's not true. We say Merry Christmas from the mentors. And at the back end, every kid has a statement and they have to say it. And it is in their psyche. Go ahead. Unto us. A child is born. Unto us a son is given. And his name is Jesus. Jesus. That is just three sentences. We made it up on the spot, but it's become a tradition. And yeah. um, But even in the setting up of a Christmas tree, our kids are saying that every year. Um, when we used to undo a book every night, um, it was easy to read a book about reindeers, yeah. right, to our kids. So we would tie our devotional. Once our devotional's done, we would read that book. So we would tie some of those things together. Sometimes we've tied the tradition while we're at the dinner table. Um, we have always been a family that does everything we can to try to be at the table. It's harder as they get older. Mm -hmm. uh, but we've tried to tie it to that tradition. Um, so I think the principle is this. Is that do you have a traditional a tradition of holidays? Another holiday tradition that we have is we listen to a lot of Christmas music, and we listen to all of it. But it's also get the classic Christmas hymns in your child's heart. They tell the story of Christmas. They have incredible theology. They won't know it until they're in their thirties, and they're singing "Joy heart. to the World," and tears will run down their face because for the first time they understand. I believe it's what Isaac Watts was saying when he wrote yeah. "Joy to the World." And so, if it's not Isaac Watts, I'm sorry. It's just off of my memory, but. It'll connect with them in a way mm -hmm. that it won't when they're 12, but you taught it to them. And so it's such a tradition of, season of traditions, tie gospel-centric things to it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Everything about Christmas um, is about the gospel and our need for the gospel. And and so sometimes we just need to take a pause in our own spirit and realize this is not another activity we're adding onto our schedule. This is actually the greatest gift of parenting that God's given us. And he's given us a season that makes it really easy and easy to disciple our kids. And so yeah. um, whether it's through, like there, I know there's advent calendars out there. there yeah. I mean, there's lots of well, ways that make it easy, um, but but just do yeah. something. Yeah, and so that leads us to our last section. So... We've talked a lot. It could easily leave somebody like, well, now what am I going to do? Let's just talk. Let's give them three practical resources uh, that you've kind of looked up and just found. Here's three resources that you could hit Amazon today, mm. or you could just go uh, look at the look at it and run from there. I want you to give them three resources that they could use this year uh, to help steer their family. Yeah. Okay. The first one I would say would be the Jesus Storybook. They have an Advent activity book. So if you have the Jesus Storybook Bible, it'll go along with this. But By the way, if you are a parent and you don't have the Jesus Storybook Bible, do it and read it yourself and then read it to your kids. Yeah. Um, it is just, it's written at a level where they can grasp the story. I think God uses narratives and stories so much throughout scripture. And so for us to embrace that in the Storybook Bible is just a gift, I think. And they have, um, there's a link We'll put a link in the show notes, like yep. I said. Uh, Amazon actually sells this. Now, back in the day when we used it, it was like she was doing it as with her church, and I was just finding her pieces on the internet, but they've actually compiled it into a book now. Um, it's just the Jesus Storybook Bible Advent Activity Book, and so okay. each day goes along with each story in the book. And then um, we did this one year. It, 
it's a handmade Jesse tree. It's like a felt board Jesse tree. And so the um, the characters in the story of God are just little felt characters. And so they can stick them up on the tree one for every day as you do the story. Yep. And I found a little shop that makes these same things. I couldn't find the one that we used to use, but I found something that used that. So we'll put that in the store um, in the notes as well. And then last year we did this. It's actually for little kids, but we did it with our teenagers. Um, Pip and Jay Papery do this Advent. It's just a, it's a beautiful card and it has a verse. It goes through the story of God and there's a picture and they have an ornament um, with that same picture on it. And so last year, how we adapted it for teenagers is every, we rotated. So night one was my night, night two was Brent's night, night three was a, a daughter's night, night four was another one. So yeah. we just rotated as a family. Um, here's your verse come up with a family devotion over it and kind of get let them start to be responsible for our yeah. Advent activities too, which was a really great thing, I think, as teenagers yep. for them to step into. And um, and then we put those ornaments that we had that kind of came with it on the tree. On the tree, yeah. Yep. Um, man, I think what we would say here is mom and dad um, or grandma and grandpa, right? Yeah. Is um, you don't have to be perfect but use the season to tell your children about Jesus. Yeah. There's not a perfection and your kids will fight you. Guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Your kids will fight you, but they will also thank you that you are teaching them the ways of God, the things of God. Um, and uh, man, help your children know and follow Jesus. Absolutely. They're in your household for such a short amount of time. It doesn't feel like that in the, when you're in the throngs of it, but... Um, it's such a short amount of time. And so for you to be purposeful during this season um, reaps great rewards. Wow. Well, thank you, Carrie. Again, you have been the pace setter. I don't know that I, I, I don't know that I would have ever been good at this or even done it without your leadership in, in our home. And so I'm super thankful that you have always done that well and always fought the kids. And at times, let's be honest, me, um, with doing some of these uh, at activities, but it really pays off and we're thankful for you and your leadership. So thank you for that. Thanks for being with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, thanks so much for being a part of our conversation today. If you would like to know more about Keystone in general, hear sermons, or listen to more conversations, please visit keystonelife.com. Until next time, keep the conversation going.